0: Good. Yes, well, look, superheroes this morning. Yes. Not many of you come in costume. I thought maybe a few of you would come wearing your party outfits, but no, you haven't. Maybe next week, because we're going to do that again uh, next time. So, uh, yeah, so if you're a visitor here and you're wondering what's going on, this is very much our summer theme, is superheroes in the Old Testament. And uh, as Mark said, we don't have kids' work, so we have a kind of family service together. So we're all in this together, okay? and I'm going to need your participation. Okay, so I've got to ask you a very serious question. Who is your favorite superhero? Captain America. America. I won't ask you why. (laughs) Superman. Wonder 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 Woman. Woman. Well, I think we've got some of them. Have I? Oh, no, what's happened here? Yeah, there we go. Who's that? Spider-Man, absolutely. Wonder Woman. There we go. Have you? Who's seen the new movie? Have you seen? Apparently, it's quite good. Oh, you've seen it? Is it good? It's very good, is it? Okay. No. What's happening here? Is it what's happening? It's not working. Okay. I'll just shout at you then, Max. All right. Yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, look. um, Now, all these guys, these super superheroes, all had a secret. They had a secret source of power, didn't they? So, Iron Man. What was his secret source of power? It was that funny thing in his chest, like a little reactor. It was a powerful, the arc reactor, I think he called it, didn't he? Yeah. So, and that sort of gave him power. It powered up his suit, and then he was able to fly away. Um, what, about, um, what about Spider-Man? What was his? His webs. That's right, he got bitten, didn't he, by a spider, and that sort of gave him super spidey powers somehow. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but anyway, <laughs> it happened in, in the film. And um, what about Batman? All right. What about Wonder? I don't know. I haven't seen the film, so I don't know. I don't know what her source of power was. I'm sure. Sorry. Amazon strength. Estrogen. Estrogen. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's true, right? You don't want to argue with that. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Fair enough. They all had their. Come on. Let's get back on track here. We, we, they all had their source of power, didn't they? And uh, and. Um, Uh, Yeah, that's what they did. And now, of course, we know all these stories. They're fantastically exciting, and they're great movies and all that kind of stuff. But we all know, just I'm sorry to disappoint you, they are all made up. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. (sighs) Yeah, no, I've lost them now. They've gone. Okay. Yeah, they are all actually made up. But actually, did you know that there are some real superheroes? There are some real ones. Real, real ones. Not not made up, but... no, not you, Jeeves. <laughs> nice try, but no. Yeah, no, there are some real ones. And um, they are people who saw incredible things. And these were people who were actually able to stop the rain from falling from the sky. They could make metal float on water, they could call cool fire down from the sky, we heard earlier. They could make oil flow into bottles when it should have emptied. They could open big seas, and they could even at times bring the dead back to life. Those are proper superheroes, aren't they? Whoa, that's proper stuff. And uh, the Bible tells us about these people and some of the amazing things they were involved with. And just like our favorite made-up superheroes, they all had a source of power. And of course, we know that they couldn't have done any of these things without this special source of power uh, because they were just humans like you and me. but there was something that empowered them, and it was the Holy Spirit. When God's holy Spirit came into these people, they were able to do things they shouldn't have been able to do. Did you know that? Well you do now? Good. OK, and of course, the other thing we just need to recognize is the superheroes in the Bible aren't doing this because they want to look cool or clever, unlike these guys. Um, they aren't doing it for themselves. They see amazing power because they serve God, don't they? And they obey him. And then when God tells them to do something, even if it seems really frightening, and let's be honest, sometimes God asks us to do frightening things. Share your faith with someone. Ooh, you sure about that one? Yeah, he asks us to do frightening things or sometimes impossible things. So this morning, we're going to have a look at One of the superheroes from the Old Testament. And I would like to introduce you to the character of Elijah. Of Elijah. (laughs) Yeah. Of Elijah. That was Elijah, right? (laughs) Great, good, okay. So I'm going to tell you the story about this guy, and (laughs) yeah, okay. Timing is everything in these matters, isn't it? (laughs) Never mind, never mind. We'll get there. Anyway, this guy Elijah, he lived a long time ago, and uh, in a country called Israel. And we don't know very much about him as a young man, but we do know he was a prophet. Now, kids, who can tell me what is a prophet? Nothing to do with money. What's a prophet? Can anybody tell me what a prophet is? Yeah, someone who hears God's voice and then speaks out or acts accordingly. Yeah, perfect. Exactly right. Well done. Now, like all superheroes, Elijah had to deal with bad guys. He had to deal with the bad guys. Now, uh, who can tell me some of the bad guys superheroes had to deal with? Who's the Joker? Yeah, I didn't put a picture of Joker up because he's quite scary actually. So I didn't put, who have we got? Who's this guy? Yeah, look, who's, who's (laughs) you know your stuff, don't you, Ali? And and, uh, who is, who's he a baddie for? Iron Man and the Avengers and Thor and all the others. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, and the next one, who's that? A baddie, yes, he's a baddie. General Zod, that is. I think everybody would know General Zod. That is Zod. Very good. He is the baddie for Superman. Yes. Superman. He didn't like Superman at all. Well, you see, Elijah had to stand up to some real bad people in his day. And there was a guy who was called, It was the king of Israel at that time, and he was a guy called Ahab. And the Bible tells us this about Ahab. It says, no king in the whole history of the country of Israel had ever done more to provoke God to anger than this guy, Ahab. And and God is slow to anger. Yet here is this man who provokes God and he provokes God. He absolutely, Max, he absolutely loved doing evil. Yes, very good, very good. We really should have rehearsed this, shouldn't we? (coughs) That's good. Anyway, he was married to a woman uh, who also loved doing evil, and her name was Jezebel. And these two were definitely not a good combination. I mean, they really were. They were an unfortunate combination, I think we would say. And instead of loving God and worshipping the real God, they decided to worship a false God called Baal. And they even actually at one point tried to kill off all the prophets of God. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to need a bit of help. Okay, so there are going to be various sound effects I need you to contribute to during the morning. So these two uh, blocks, every time I say the name Ahab, I want you to shout out, he's a baddie. Oh, yeah, come and look a bit more enthusiastic. Yeah, he's a baddie. I might get more enthusiasm from this side. He's a baddie. And every time I say the name Jezebel, you say "Uh oh." Very they, see, they're better than you lot, definitely. Now, every time I say say the word rain or raining, I need you all to go. Pshhh. You can make the action as well if you like. <clears throat> every time I say the word ravens, you you all have to go. Rah, rah, rah. Yes, beautiful, and then where all of us, whenever I say the name Baal, we have to shout out, nobody's at home. Nobody's nope. at home. Excellent. Right. So we'll just give this a wee practice and then we'll dive straight in. Ahab. Jezebel. Rain. Ravens. Baal. Excellent. Hey, let's just stop there, shall we? That's very good. Now, I also need someone to be Elijah. Now, uh, as a little volunteer, I uh, volunteered a little bit earlier. Let's give him a quick round. If you could just stand there. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, that's very, very good. Right, so the first time we encounter Elijah, God tells him to use his superpower. And uh, so Elijah says, you ready? As the Lord the God of Israel lives, lives. there shall neither be dew nor rain, Except if I say so. Except if I say so. Very good. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. And as soon as Elijah said this, God stopped it from raining. And it wouldn't rain again for a long time until Elijah said it would. Now, this was a very brave thing to do. Because as soon as this happened, Ahab and Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah. So God told Elijah to go to a safe place next to a river and that he would send ravens to feed him. And the ravens brought bread. They brought him bread and meat. And here comes a raven with bread and meat. Beautiful. In our case... You see, modern-day context to the Scriptures is everything. So a so, so, uh, Sainsbury's white and a tin of Spam is sort of the closest we can get. to. Uh... Yeah, so God supplied that every morning and every evening. But after a while, because the drought went on for quite a long time, the river that, uh, that Elijah was next to started to dry up. So God said to Elijah to go to Zarephath to a widow who would feed him. And when he arrived, he saw a widow gathering sticks. So Elijah said to her, "You ready, Elijah? Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink." Excellent. You can reply as well, if you like. <laughs> and, and as she was bringing this to him, he added, Bring me, also a bread. "Bring me also a little bread." But she had nearly run out of food, and she thought she was about to die. Yeah, okay,. <laughs> You did look a little shocked there. I'm sorry about that. And she replied to him, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. Rach, that would never happen, would it? (laughs) Wow. Can you imagine? This guy is suffering. There was nothing baked in that. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little uh, oil in a jugger. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and son that we may eat and die. Yeah, that's sad. But Elijah knew that God wanted to rescue her and perform another amazing act of superpower. Elijah said, Do not fear, do not fear. but go and do as, do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Well done. And she did what Elijah had told her to do. And amazingly, the jar of flour never ran out, nor did the oil. Whoa. Yeah, that's a proper miracle happened there, right there. Uh, And then a little later on, the woman's son became ill and died. And the woman was very upset. And so she blamed Elijah for this. But Elijah took the boy and laid him on his bed and prayed. And he cried out to the Lord, saying, Oh Lord my God, God. Let let this child's life come into him again. And then the Bible tells us that God listened to Elijah and then the boy revived and he took him to his mother. And she said, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth and it is true. Then some time went by. I was trying to find a clock that would just go like that over the screen, but I couldn't find it, so... But some time went by, and then God told Elijah to go back to King Ahab. I thought I'd caught you out, but well done, you got it. And Ahab saw Elijah, and he said to to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? But Elijah replied, It wasn't he who had brought trouble on the country, but the king, because he had stopped worshipping the true God, and instead was following a false god, Baal. Right, look, we rehearsed this earlier. What? What is it? What's the line? He's not at home. Not at home. Yeah. And if we could try and say it at roughly the same time, that would be helpful. So let's have another quick go. He was following a false god, Baal. He's not at home. Well done. There we are. Then Elijah said to gather all the, the country of Israel together at Mount Carmel... And the eight hundred and fifty prophets of the false gods that Ahab worshipped. Thank you. Well done, Kim. You're excellent. Then they, when they had all got together, Elijah shouted to the people to make their minds up about who they would worship of God as God. And he said, "If the Lord is God, follow Him. The Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, but Baal, then follow Him." And then he said, let's find out who the true God really is. So then they prepared two sacrifices. That's a big pile of wood with a big chunk of meat on the top. And they prepared two of them. And uh, Elijah said this, you can call on your God. And I'll call on the Lord. And the God who answers by sending fire. By sending fire that is the real God. And all the people thought about it and they said, you know, that's a jolly good idea. We're going to do that. So the prophets of Baal. (sighs) Okay. I don't think we're ready for the West End on this one. So the prophets of uh, Baal cried out to their God (laughs) from morning until lunchtime. But nobody answered. No. So Elijah started to make fun of them. Perhaps he is unsure about what to do, he said. Or perhaps he's busy in the toilet. (laughs) Or perhaps he's gone on a little journey and not told you. you. Or he's a bit tired and fallen asleep. asleep. So the prophets of Baal (laughs) became even more determined and they cried aloud and they even cut themselves, the Bible tells us, thinking this would make their God answer. But after many hours, they were exhausted, and nothing had happened. So Elijah said, now it's my turn. And he took the sacrifice and the wood that was on it, and he had people pour water all over it three times to make sure it was very wet, and there were big puddles of water underneath the, the sacrifice. And then Elijah prayed, O Lord, let it be known that you are God. And that I am your servant. That your servant. And I've done all these things, you all these things because you told me to. Answer me, o Lord, answer, me. answer me, O Lord, answer me. That these people may know that you, O Lord, are God and you are turning their hearts back to you. Then the fire of the Lord fell. It's just an awesome uh, moment, actually, when you read this in Scripture. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the sacrifice, and all the wood and even the stones that were underneath the sacrifice were totally burned up. Thank you, Max. And all the people fell on their faces, saying, the Lord, he is God. And they were really shocked, and they looked a bit like this. That's my favorite one, I think. That one there. And all the prophets of Baal were killed. And then after years of drought, Elijah said to Ahab, It will rain again now. now. Oh, yeah, thank you. (laughs) So, (laughs) There they go, a bit of rain. So Elijah prayed, and after a short while, this heavy rain uh, poured down. However, Jezebel, the king's wife, was absolutely furious when she heard that all her prophets had died. So in her anger, she threatened to kill Elijah within 24 hours. And he was very frightened and he ran away. Ah, help! And he ran into the wilderness where he slept. But God fed him and he cared for him and he reassured him. And then the day came... When Ahab really, really, really wanted the vineyard that was right next to his palace. But the owner, a guy called Naboth, wouldn't sell it to him. So Ahab was really upset and he sulked for days. So Jezebel told Ahab to make up a false claim and that he would be found guilty and then the penalty would be death and that's what happened and it meant that Ahab, yeah you're tiring now a bit on you, I can can understand, Uh, could take the vineyard and that's what happened and he thought he got away with it you see but God saw what he'd done so he sent his servant Elijah to confront him and God told Elijah to say that because he had so given himself time after time to do evil that disaster would come upon him and his wife and that they would die and that the dogs would lick up their blood yeah oh there's a little detail the bible threw in there and three years later ahab went into a battle thank you, yes, I forgot about that, uh, uh, went into a battle, and although he was advised not to by the prophet, he went into the battle, and he was killed, and then a good king called Jehoshaphat took over from him, Jehoshaphat, eh? he's, he's a goodie, yes, he is a goodie, yes, it's always a relief, isn't it, when a good king comes to the throne, yes, and there he was, and now I've lost my place, Ah, oh, yes, oh, yes, And then we also read that Jezebel also died when she was thrown down from a high wall. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yes. Right, now the last story I want to tell you about the life of Elijah is an amazing one. By now, Elijah had an assistant called Elisha. And the other prophets kept telling Elisha that Elijah was about to be taken away from him and sent to heaven. And this made Elisha very sad. So he followed Elijah wherever he went. And then Elijah turned to Elisha and said, what do you want me to do for you before I am taken taken away? And Elisha said, Please give me a double portion of the blessing that you have been given. And Elijah said, that's a very difficult thing that you have asked. But if you see me as I am being taken up to heaven, heaven, then then you will receive this. Then the Bible says that they just walked on a little bit further, and then it says this, that chariots and horses of fire appeared. What's that? But it appeared and it separated these two men. And then Elijah was caught up in a powerful whirlwind. And he went up into heaven and couldn't be seen anymore. But Elisha had seen him go. So a double portion of Elijah's spirit rested on Elisha. And he went on to do twice the number of amazing superhero acts that his hero Elijah had done. Now that is a quick story of the life of Elijah. Let's give Elijah a quick round. Of okay, well, look, I just want to speak into uh, this story of Elijah. And uh, I thank God, you know, for the supernatural things that God does, don't you? And uh, I just love seeing some of the things that he's done. And I was thinking really of Julian's back. Where is Julian? Where are you? How's your back, Julian? Beautiful. Excellent. I love that story of how we prayed for you, and instantaneously, the pain, you said it, so there was like a quick jerk movement, and then the pain left. Um, Matthew, as well, talked about his knee and how his knee was healed. Do you remember that? He had a tennis accident. He's gone now, isn't he? Yeah. He's gone to New Day. Okay. Um, and how he was healed for that. And I just love seeing those things. We are seeing... Little bits of amazing stuff that happens. Because we have the same God today that Elijah had all those years ago. Awesome in power. And uh, I just, as I was reading this, I thought, yeah. I, what I want to do is I just simply want to encourage you to press in for more. You know, when you read about the story, I encourage you to read the story of Elijah. End of Kings 1 and beginning of 2 Kings. It's just incredible, some of the things that occur. The supernatural power of God. And it makes me realize we only know a little bit. Don't we? We only know a little bit. We see a little, and I'm grateful for the little we see. But there's much more out there. And as I was looking at uh, the story of Elisha, actually what I see is here's a guy who was hungry for more. That's, that's the, what was going on with Elisha. So he kept saying to He knew that Elijah was going to be taken. And Elijah kept saying, you just stay here, Elisha. And and Elisha kept saying, I'm not going to stay. I'm going to be with you because I want what you've got. You've got the anointing. And I I I want to be around you. And it seems to me almost Elisha was being put off. No, you stay here. And he had to push through to say, no, I want this. I want the double portion of blessing. I want us to be a church that presses in for the more of God. And I don't care how cynical our world is about the supernatural. And they are. It doesn't happen in the mindset, the worldview of our nation. There's no such thing as the miraculous. I want to tell you, the Bible tells us something very different. And we are beginning to see bits of it among us. Church, will we press in? Are we going to be governed by our culture that says it doesn't happen? Or are we going to be governed by the word of God that says it does? Right. Well, then we need to press in. And I encourage you to be Elishas. To be people that say, no, I'm going to to go after this. And what that means is not to be discouraged. Because I bet most of us have prayed for people and they've not been healed. Who's done that? Yeah. But who's prayed for people and seen them healed? Yeah. Now, I don't understand that. But I do know this, God is good, and God is powerful, and that we need to be people that press in, press in. So let's be Elisha's, not Elijah's. Uh, The other just quick thing I just wanted to say, uh, before we draw things to a close, is this. You notice with Elijah, he lived at a very ungodly time. His leaders were ungodly. The king was ungodly. And you also notice they were exalting the wrong things and the wrong values in their nation at the time. And he was living in a backslidden nation at that time. And here God sends this man, Elijah. And what is it that brings that nation back to God? It's a demonstration, actually, of God's awesome power. And I would suggest that's not going to be any different. As this nation sees the power of God... As it sees the genuine nature, yeah, people are healed still today. I thought that was fairy stories. No, but here it is happening. As they begin to see this, I would suggest to you, that, that has the power to change a nation. And to bring it to say, I didn't believe this, but I've seen that. Now I do. I want to urge us. Let's be a church that pursues power. When you go to New Day, guys, pursue God. <laughs> pursue God. Pursue God. Get in there. Go after him. Say, Lord, can I have more? Give me that double portion for me. Let's pray together. Father, I just thank you so much for these mighty men and women that we have the privilege of reading about in your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you, your word is true. And Father, I thank you for the amazing things that you choose to do because you are God through these people. And Father, we just present ourselves again to you to say, Father, in your grace, would you pour out your power on us that we might show you off, that we might demonstrate that there is a God in heaven who loves people and longs to heal and restore. Father, please help us, Lord, because some of us struggle with faith and belief in these matters. Lord, we've grown up in a culture that's very different to the one that that, that you want us to have. So I'm asking, Father, in your grace, would you help us, please, to begin to see you, to know you, believe in you, to have faith in God, for not only for healing, but also for miracles. Lord, I'm asking you to restore these things to your church, even to this church, Lord Jesus. Father, that we do not misrepresent you as a powerless God, but instead people will see you are the God of all the earth. Lord, you're the creator so, Father, would you come and fill us freshly? If you would just like to receive a fresh touch, why don't you just put your hands out to God? Now, Holy Spirit, would you come freshly on us? Father, thank you that you've said we, Elijah is just a, a man, and just like us. Lord, we are the same, but you are the same God. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, come freshly on us, fill us, strengthen us, give us courage with these things, give us perseverance, Lord, not to get fed up or confused, Lord, but to press on until we see the breakthrough. Amen. Father, we want that breakthrough. We want you. We want your kingdom. So be on us. we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Well, look. Uh, The way I'd like to end this is uh, if you are ill and you're sick and you'd like to come forward, if you've got a word of knowledge. Do you want to come and share it? Malcolm, you've got the mic. I just feel there's somebody here who's got something wrong with their left ankle or they may be feeling uh, sort of hamstrung. By not being able to to get to a goal that they're looking for, okay, okay, um, so we've gotta kinda draw the meeting to a close there hello, yeah, yeah. Praise God. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, look. If you um, would like prayer, and because you're sick, if your back is aching, or you've got issues with your your knees, or whatever, please come forward. People will will pray for you. Uh, there'll be tea and coffee, I think, served at the back. God bless you. And uh, remember, next week is the next in the superheroes. Uh, Paul Clark will be looking after. And uh, kids, if you want to come in your superhero's outfit, I think that would be entirely appropriate So do that. Okay, God bless.